now listening to the Black Variant. Black Variant on RNC Radio. Yeah, we'll be Turkey Day. So shout out to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This special another Thanksgiving episode of the Black Variant. Look at us. <laughs> we always land on Thanksgiving, man. This is great. I don't know how we do this. We always record on Thanksgiving week, but always take Christmas off. I don't I don't get how, <laughs> how it works with us. <laughs> We're not respecting Christmas. We're not respecting Santa, man. It, it is what it is. Fuck, fuck Santa, nigga. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Word to Riley on the boondocks. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, brother Van? I'm chilling, man. Uh, a little tired. Uh, it's, it's a little jury out here in New York. Real uh, jury. Yeah. So I'm out here chilling, man. You know, watching. Um, I was watching ECW. Shout out to uh, my son Sandman. Shout out to Raven. You what? What ECW matches were you watching? Man? I was watching Sabu versus Raven for the championship. It's just fire. You think it's so, jumping off shit? What did? Did you see the joint where uh, someone got crucified? I forgot which one who got crucified. Uh, yeah, someone... yeah, I seen that. That's a classic. That's classic ECW shit. That's classic right there. Oh, uh, I forgot Chris Jericho actually was not ECW, held the championship. Totally forgot about that. Shout uh, to Jericho. Yeah, shout to Sabu jumping off shit. This nigga's wilding. Habitually just jumping off shit. Just that's the the man has been consistent for that for his, his whole career, and that's why his hip is disintegrated at this point in time. So shout out to Sabu. For your sacrifices to the great sport. Exactly. You know who career was derailed by a grandma weed? This nigga RVD really was him, bro. Yo, the summer of RVD was something to live for. He really was him, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you, the summer of RVD was some wild shit to live through. As from the perspective of a Cena fan, you know what I mean? Yeah. I watched him come out on Raw and be like, he was the first person to ever do this, by the way. Come out on Raw and say, Cena. I am cashing in the money in the bank contract, but not right now. On this day, the motherfucker called his shot. Called his shot. You know and Cena was standing there in the ring, like, are you are you dead ass right now? Mind you, Cena had been cashed on by that point because he was the first motherfucker to ever get cashed in on. But he was like, Are you are you de-? he was like, You giving me you giving me prep time? Oh, I'm gonna beat your ass. Come, <laughs> come one night stand. <laughs> I think Cena was behind enemy lines that night, brother. Dog, dog, he got there, and there's this iconic shot of him holding the title up and like with his head down, like the his hat is perfectly shaded his face for the dramaticism of the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean, bro? Motherfucker threw his shirt in the crowd three times, they threw it back, yeah, yeah, and they threw it back three times. Oh, yo, man. they tell this dramatic ass story about like they got him the fuck up out of there as soon as the finish was done, like out of fear for their safety. But real shit, if he would have won that match, oh, yeah. They would have rioted, yo. I'm not bullshit. Seen the wins, we riot, bro. That's crazy. And they were the motherfuckers to stand true when they were to stand on business. And this man respected that. Like that anymore in wrestling, bro. Hey, for good reason though. (laughs) No, we need a little bit of that. Little bit of that. We need a little bit of fan violence again. Is that what you're trying bit, to say? Or the, just the threat of it, you know what the, I mean? The threat of fan violence. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a uh, Philly next year if, uh, you know, young Cody don't win. Nah, I defeated <sighs> Cody. All right, man. <laughs> Whatever, man. Let's talk about real shit for a second. Um, 
there's there's news that came out this afternoon that Melissa Barrera, um, Melissa Barrera, who plays Sam in Scream Five and Six, has been fired from Screen Seven for calling out the ongoing, you know, genocide in Palestine by Israel. Oh, uh, and she got fired for real. She got they she got straight fired. The spyglass has put out a statement and uh, and everything. Um, Why and the statement. Why would they do that? Man? Yo, this, let me read the statement because this shit is some this shit is crazy. Yeah. Cause like, first of all, Scream Five, Six, and Seven very much marketed towards late Younger. millennials yeah. or like and, and Gen Zers, right? And Scream has always been a smart franchise, so that it just it just really works well with Gen Z, right? The statement reads, and I quote. We have zero tolerance for anti-Semitism or the incitement of hate in any form, including false references to genocide, ethnic cleansing, Holocaust distortion, or anything that flagrantly crosses the line into hate speech. End quote. Yeah. What the fuck? Yo, she got she got fired for literally saying free Palestine from the river. Not she didn't even say from the river to the sea, my nigga. She just said free Palestine. She put out a statement saying, you know. Um, all my algorithms on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, I'm seeing a lot of Israel content. I didn't see this shit before October 7th. I have to go out of my way to see the to see the content by my own people documenting what's going on. And she got fired for that. Nah, that's that's insane, bro. They're going to have to backtrack that. They're going to have to w- try to walk that back, but you know what's already been done. Uh, Chris Landon, who's the director of the movie Scream Seven, put out this really. I got. I'm gonna be honest here. I'm gonna be completely real about this. A very pussy statement, um, saying my nigga posted a broken heart emoji and said this sucks. It wasn't my decision. <laughs> I'm not posted like a, a teenager, bro. That bro, like, I'm not bullshitting. I will, I will literally quote this shit. This is my statement. Broken heart emoji. Everything sucks. Stop yelling. This was not my decision to make. End quote. Dog. <laughs> you mean you mean to tell me this this man's a writer and a director and an actor, right? Actually, mm-hmm. let me make sure he's in the actors guild before I say that shit. He's a writer and director at the very least, right? Which means, my guy, you spent all summer going to war with the studios, and the lesson you learned was to not speak up when shit happens. Oh, yeah, man. Especially with shit like this, I'm pretty sure it wasn't his decision, but still, man, like they're gonna have to backtrack this. This is this is crazy. This is yeah, the shit is that's wicked, man. Shit is wild, dog. Uh, we are living through some crazy ass times. Um, not even like it's semi related to the Melissa's Burrow thing because it's super fucked up. She lost her job over that. Um, we do you remember that story about uh I think like one of the chief uh operating not yeah chief operating officers or just one of the chiefs of uh CAA the talent agency um got removed from their job or their executive position basically for basically saying you know I don't fuck with et- with ethnic cleansing or genocide basically the same thing Melissa Barrera said yeah. and she got pulled from the executive position and the only thing that stopped her from being fired as a whole as still just an agent was that her biggest client. Happened to be Tom fucking Cruise. Oh shit! <laughs> he went so, to that far. Yo, so yeah, the story came out today that uh, Tom Cruise personally pulled up to the agency office and was like, "If she goes, I go," which was which I want to do now. So the Damn. so the only thing that stopped this woman, who was who was a chief in her field, 
right? An executive in her field, someone in the C-level suite, the corporate level suite. The only thing that stopped this woman from being fired in blackball was the was the happenstance that Tom Cruise was her fucking was her fucking client. Hey man, when the big Scientologist walks in the building, man, you know <laughs> he gets the computers putin, man. Listen, it is really nice that that blood drinker walked in and pulled this shit, right? <laughs> that, that is super cool that he did this. With that being said, it should not take the biggest movie star on the planet pulling up to his agency to be like, yo, y'all shouldn't do that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, it really should not take I'm really not even talking about just all the regular occurrences of this happening in life. But damn, dog, even in Hollywood, you have to... What the fuck happened? What if Tom Holland agent say something? That mean Tom Holland got to personally pull up to his AC office and be like, "Are we really doing this shit, my nigga? Do you see? Do you see who I'm with? And you and you bothering me right now? You know what I mean? That's insane, man. The fact that you, they had to go through the, all these lengths just to somebody to keep their job, some shit like that, it's insane. It it is. I really hate to like get super political in the Black Variant. Before we get into that shit, welcome to issue 178 <laughs> of the Black Variant. Yeah. I am X the Exile, and of course, I am joined by 1017 Van Ritt, the god of New York, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I, I am him. And Love we him. are here to give you the latest and greatest copy news. I'm sorry for cutting you off, man. No, um, no, you're good. But before we get into the news, we're going to bullshit a bit, and today the bullshit is inherently political. So if you don't want to hear shit about this Israel-Palestine shit... Um, I advise you to skip at least 15 minutes ahead of this episode uh, from right now. So I will continue to talk. But um, I don't. Yeah, we're living through a new whole era of McCarthyism, ain't we? <laughs> yeah, essentially, that's what it. Uh, it, it's all summed up to. It is. Uh, this is wild shit to live through, dog. Like the last, you know, general decade of American politics has been wild as shit to live through. Um, but damn, we are really in the time where you'd be like, you can get fired from your job for saying like, "Hey, yo, kids shouldn't get bombed, my nigga." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, at the bare minimum, right? Like at the at like at, like at the very least, fuck me. I thought like you know, kids not being mass murdered were a good thing. You feel me? Um, that's fucking depressing, man. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we're at this place, but honestly, it's kind of expected. You know, given how, like, the media co- is coverage of this whole thing is and how, like, just, you know, certain higher-ups <laughs> have been, uh, you know, acting towards this. Yeah. People, you know, I think a um, large majority of people, however you feel, I think are, you know, are against what's going on. But seeing how hard the aggressive the pushback is from, you know, people at the top, the food chain, quote-unquote. From every, like... So I follow a man named Walid Shahid on uh, Twitter, and he's a um, he's an aide to like Demo- like the progressive side of the Democratic Congress, um, and like he retweets stats from time to time. And the the consistent stat he's been tweeting out since basically the start of the conflict, or not the conflict, the genocide, um, has been that two thirds of all voters, not 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 just Democrats. <laughs> Not just Republicans, not just independents, not just the Jedi, not just the Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Two thirds of all Americans, straight up, believe that this should not be a genocide happening. Yeah, and are firmly against it. For like the last month, I like I have personally retweeted them, so I know you motherfuckers have seen it if you listen to this podcast. Um, but for the last month, I've been retweeting mad videos 
of people pulling up to weapons manufacturers, to people uh, blocking boats out from the fucking port in San Francisco. Um, not to mention all the times people have interrupted every Democratic congressperson over the last couple of months and called them in and sent letters and faxes and messenger pigeons and all types of shit. Um, 300,000 people marched on Washington like two weeks ago. Yeah, to I remember, yeah. Screaming free Palestine. Um, there have been millions of people worldwide marching over this shit. I have, like you said, I have never seen, and like maybe this is my personal ignorance because I was extremely young when post 9 11 shit happened, so I don't remember everything. But in first time, I remember off the top of my head that the world governments, and I god, this feels like one piece, the world governments <laughs> are so out of tune. With their own citizens. Because it's not just America. It's motherfuckers in France. Yo, Macron banned that shit. And they were out. <laughs> they were out in the streets 400,000 deep the very next day. Yeah, I was about to say. He tried to. Yo, the, the French ain't going for that kind of shit. Yo, motherfuckers are marching in, in fucking London. Yeah. The, the colonizer capital of the world. Yeah. From, from Istanbul to goddamn South Korea, dog. You know, this one shit is insane. That I, 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 I've grown to respect a lot. The Irish? Shout out to my Irish niggas. Yo. Yo. They be banging on their chest, man. They ain't playing. Yo, the only white folks in the Western world who knew exactly what the fuck oppression felt like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they won't, they won't, they're not trying to replicate that for anybody. You know what I mean? So I, I respect their empathy towards others. To this day, they'll be like, man, fuck Britain. To this they're day. still begging on Britain, bro. Yo, yo, yo. I'm, I'm gonna keep 100 real with y'all. There's a there's a football player named by the name of Evan Ferguson who plays for Brighton, right? And he's Irish, right? He got asked in an interview, "What could could we ever see you, you know, suit up for England?" And he looked at looked at the interview and was like, "Dog, I'm Irish." Oh uh, yeah, I would but, never, bro. And he was like, "But come, but come on, can we ever do?" And he's like, "Mother," he was like, "In the nicest way possible, I'm Irish." That's how that's how deep the beef is. This motherfucker doesn't even remember. Motherfuckers, car bombs going off and shit. But he's like, bro, I would rather die than ever represent Britain in any type of way. I respect players that that like they they can play for England. They just don't <laughs> like Holland. Like Holland's like, nah, I'm gonna play for Norway, man. I'm, I'm not fucking with you English guys, man. I 100 percent respect that. I wish <laughs> he grew all up the... in England. <laughs> Yo, did he? Re... Oh, I forgot his daddy his dad, played. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I think I wish all the black players just went and played for like they they their uh like mother country the maternal countries yeah, like Marcus man. Rashford could play for Jamaica, yeah. <laughs> James Sanders could play for Trinidad. But look uh, at all the different nations these people could play for. Imperialism is crazy. Hey hey hey, ain't that a bitch? Yeah, um, yeah, but back back to the main topic, I guess. But yeah, man, this is this is wild to live there, honestly and truly. Um, yeah, absolutely. And the only good thing about all this is seeing how unified everybody is on this. Honestly yeah. and truly. Um, even all the Jewish homies I, I I knew who grew up and were like, yeah, Israel's cool or whatever, have been like, nah, this shit is crazy, yo. Yeah. Um, They've gone too far, bro. <laughs> they always have. You know? all, they always do. And we're... Uh, yeah, man, we'll never stop saying Free Palestine on this podcast, unfortunately. Uh, and that's only unfortunate because of whatever sponsorship deals we, we could have possibly gotten is out the window now. But fuck it, we ball. Imagine the Blackberry for Israel. <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here. 
I might make that flag. <laughs> if I make it, I'll send one to you. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please do. Oh, uh, but yeah, man. Welcome to the Black Variant issue 178. Yeah, man. We're we have here. a we have a hell of an agenda for y'all today. Um, a lot of Marvel, a lot of Star Wars. Uh, I did not get to Invincible this week, but that's okay. I saw the I saw the biggest thing anyway on the timeline, as all the Invincible episodes are. Mm-hmm. Um, besides all this, man, what you been tapping into lately? Um, what I've been really tapping into, uh, I've been watching the the Christopher Reeve Superman movies because I just happened to watch those just during this time of year. Mm. Also, you know, once again, did my yearly reading of Peace on Earth, Superman, real <laughs> lovable shit right there. Actually, pretty timely given what's going on in the world. Um, yeah. Let me let me try to see if I can find that for the low. <laughs> yeah, man, it's definitely out there. You can probably find it for the low. I just bought the um the Paul Dini collection. Mm-hmm. It's like twenty dollars. You get that. You get the Batman one. You get the Shazam one. Wait, one there's a Paul one. Dini collection. Yeah, yeah. I have them all as a hardcover. It's uh Superman, Batman, uh Shazam, Wonder Woman, and the Justice League story all tied into one. Oh shit! I, yeah, yeah. So and it's fully all of them are fully drawn by Alex Ross. It's pretty cool. Um, I've been that. I've been looking for rare Funkos. Um, I finally got a. <laughs> I got the Killmonger chase from the first movie. Found that. Stop! Stop fucking playing. Yeah, man. It's like an eighty dollar chase. I found it for like ten bucks. Um, I also have the uh, Batman Bruce from the latest one, the Pattinson one without oh. without the mask. You know. Oh, but, uh, something in the way. Yeah. yeah. I gotta rewatch that too. It's about that. It's about that time. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Oh yeah, and Static Shock still fire. What about you, brother? Um, what the fuck have I been watching lately? I watched Mandalorian yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I caught up on a lot of comics I've been missing out lately just because I've been too lazy to read. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching. I'm currently literally watching the Brazil Argentina match, and. They started, yo, these motherfuckers started fighting before the match even started. Shit was crazy. Um, I love football. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no other way to say that shit. Yeah. Yo, I love football. This is the shit I was told about as a kid growing mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I got to finally experience it. Niggas started scrapping before a ball was kicked. Messi, w- Messi had to be the adult in the room and be like, nah, we out. We'll see y'all later. You know yeah, he's the old man. He's like, come on, bro. I'm just trying to get back home. Um, or the man probably left because he ain't seen this many dark skinned niggas in his life. Oh, um. <laughs> that's true. But also, yo, you know, so the the version I'm watching, is somebody's uh, live streaming the game on YouTube, but like so they don't get copyrighted. They're all like uh, cartoon figures of, of the actual game going on. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. You're watching the SpongeBob cast. Yeah, essentially, the Nickelodeon stream with this. <laughs> I'll send, I'll send you the link right now. I'll show you. It's just hilarious. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'll send you the link. It's hilarious. Oh, it's funny as hell. Um, uh, shit. What else have I been tapping into lately? I'm trying to finish Winning Time. Um, okay. That's what I, oh, I found the uh, the original Anthony Bourdain show. Um, not Parts oh, Unknown, man. but the one he did for Travel Channel. It's yeah. on HBO Max. Um. That and Parts Unknown is actually on HBO Max. But there's, I guess I'm going to say this in the most, I don't know, masculine way possible I can. Um, but be very clear, we're with that gay shit here in the Black Variant. There's an episode of him in Sicily getting a massage by another oiled up man. Mm-hmm. And 
he had my he had Tony in all types of positions, only seen on on pornographic sites. And even even during the narration, he's like, "Yes, that is me in a spread eagle with a bald man between or the grown man <laughs> between my legs." And I couldn't I couldn't help but cackle. Um, so R.P. Anthony Bourdain. Um, Have you ever seen the episode when he's like he's walking around with um with Marlo from The Wire? And he bumps no. into uh, what's the name's cousin, a uh, nephew. Who's who's Avon's nephew on the show? I forget his name. Avon's ne- oh D'Angelo. Yeah, and they bump into each other randomly in the streets of Brooklyn. <laughs> shit is great. You know, they just be out. Yeah. Just... <laughs> nah, I, that I, shit I, is amazing. I do appreciate like appreciate apparently all American black actors do a stint in Brooklyn during their during their careers. That's pretty hilarious. Much, pretty much. Oh, um, Castle Wire lived in Brooklyn at one point. Like it's pretty funny. They all they all either live together in Baltimore or live together in Brooklyn. That shit's hilarious. Yeah, um ah, shit, man. That's about everything. You ready to get into the show? Yeah, man. Let's jump in. All right. Dead shots this week. Um Wonder Man. Didn't think we hear that name that name again. Uh, Wonder Man is set to resume filming after Thanksgiving. Um, uh, and this is set to be under the Marvel Spotlight banner, right? Um I think this is a good thing, right? But with that being said, I have a question about this Marvel Spotlight banner, uh-huh. right? Um, now we know like the the protections that the writers won during the strike were basically to ensure that you know TV shows will once again be geared toward multi season, um, episodic. So you know, big lots of episodes, long seasons, um, basically the regular ass sitcoms we were used to when we were growing up. Uh, it seems like Echo, who got better because of those uh, protections, one of the strike, and now Wonder Man seems probably to be getting the same protections. Is the whole Marvel Spotlight banner just all the TV shows they can't fuck up anymore by law? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, honestly, I I think it, that's what it is, or it's just like I think they're gonna put all their like shows with like diversity on here. <laughs> this might be for the niggas. This might be BT plus. <laughs> The Marvel, <laughs> strictly for my niggas by Kevin Feige. Exactly. <laughs> any any project they're not super confident in, they're just gonna throw on spotlights. You know, um, I don't know why we need a Wonder Man show. He's not an important character at all. Shout out to Yaya, or one of my favorite actors. I feel like he's being is gonna be severely wasted by uh, on the show. It just seems like a waste of resources. I feel like you could be maybe making an, another show for another character, other than Wonder Man. But I guess it's happening. Already committed to it. I I agree. I I honestly thought this show would get canceled. Yeah. Um, it it's crazy that Bob Iger said like the um, you know what I'm saying Kevin Feige needs to pull or bring shit home uh, comment, and not a damn project has been canceled yet. Yeah, I'm shocked. The man must have sway still. Um, <laughs> update on you know things not being canceled. Venom three, Deadpool three. And the penguin have all resumed filming. Oh man, they ain't wasting no time. I guess they could be working over the holiday, man. I heard Hollywood really shuts down like around Thanksgiving until like the start of the next year, but I guess not. That's crazy. Imagine you, Colin Farrell, you have to fly back to the states only to go right the fuck back home two days I'd later. Be I'd be pissed, man. But I think they shot a good amount of, of the penguin show. We got a trailer and everything. So, this is true. So hopefully he's just doing like you know reshoots or whatever. Hopefully shit tidy up by now. Um, I don't got much to say about Deadpool three, but I am 
I I don't know how I got here, but I am cautiously optimistic about Venom Three. What are uh, they gonna do for Venom Three? Yo, know, if if another Spider Man is not in that movie, I don't I really don't know what the fuck they're gonna do for Venom do, Three. Because like, like you've done like all the major Venom things, you know. Like, well, at that point, them. at that point in time, they had done all the major Venom things. But since then, at least two major Venom things have happened, um, including uh, King and Black and Absolute Carnage. Actually, I'm not sure Absolute Carnage happened before. Whatever. Um, but at least King and Black has King and Black has happened. They could very well pull some shit from No. Um, they also planted some shit in No Way Home. So, I mean, if he goes one on one with No, I guess. But like, it's what it makes sense without like a a man a large group of heroes fighting No. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I really, I really just want to see this Venom versus a Spider Man, honestly and truly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like no disrespect to Tobey Maguire, but I really hope it's not his Spider Man because I don't want to see that shit again. I think um, Andrew's Spider Man would be perfect, to be honest. He would be, but like Andrew is a true auteur, and he'd be like, you know, I'm not coming back just for fun. You know, what I'm saying I've yeah. I, I didn't done my character art type shit. I'm good. Um, I told McGuire was like, nigga, I'll take the bag. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> he getting this and he about to get the Secret Wars bag too. He was like, I'm getting my victory lap. Fuck what you talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I'm glad all three of these projects have resumed, except half of Deadpool three. Um, in sad news, a couple weeks ago we updated you about the Knights of the Old Republic trailer being delisted from YouTube, um, and now we have confirmation that the Knights of the Old Republic remake is officially dead. Um. Then can we can we get a crossroads for this? Uh. <laughs> Darth breathing is gone. What we gonna do? I miss my uncle Maya. Darth Bane misses Jaw too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna miscount Dooku. Yeah, man. But no, nah, man, this is crazy. Like, I've been deeply following this game for a long time, and I've seen the leaks of it, you know, almost being done and developer videos, and like I just don't understand what's going on with this game. Why is it so hard to make this game? I think because I think the the developer changed studios a couple times, uh-huh. um, and like each time they went through, they were like, "The fuck, we invested money in Star Wars RPG," um, which I don't understand. What like I don't understand the grown ass man who would look at that and be like, "Fuck no, a Star Wars RPG wouldn't make money." Like what? Yeah, I think I think maybe studios are a little nervous based on. Like the competition just within the Star Wars catalog at this moment, you have the Ubisoft game that's coming out, and I had even though it looks kind of dry to me, it's still gonna have a good budget behind it. And you okay, still hold got on. the next shout out game too. So hear me out on this, right? There's not a lot of strong competition for Star Wars games right now. Oh, um, even with Jedi Survivor, yo, the last game did not get great reviews, and the streets don't love it either. There is room right now for a Star Wars game radically different from everything else going on right now because the only couple things we really got for the last three or four or five years is Battlefront and Jedi Survivor. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, this is like a classic game. You know, people have been clamoring for a remake forever. So it makes sense. 
Not to mention, dog, people were legitimately excited excited when this shit was announced. Absolutely. Like, like real shit, very much excited when this shit was announced. Um, so to like basically see like the impressions the, the trailer itself got, it had a lot of fucking views before it got delisted. Um, and even the original video that the trailer debuted on, I think it was the state of play, right? Yeah. Yeah, the state of play has a lot of fucking views because of that trailer. Um, every conceivable metric should have should have basically told them, "Hey, you should make this." Unless they just like they basically like did some polling and was like, "Niggas not fuck with it." Yeah, motherfucker, because you announced the trailer two years ago. Right, right, and I get, I get that this kind of has like to be a, a ground up, you know, remaster, re, uh, you know, to redo it because mm-hmm. they have to change the combat system. The game is all the, the graphics. I would think like the Final Fantasy remake they did would be like a good groundwork where they had the option to play the old school way, the turn based way, and uh-huh. then they have an action mode where you can just play like a like a average fighting game. So see this, see this is why I should go ahead and stop bullshitting and get a Final Fantasy game on Black Friday. Um, yeah, you really should. Like, I see some on sale actually. Right, let me let me let me see what Final Fantasy sixteen is costing this week. Hold yeah, on. Walmart has some good sales. That's why I've been getting my games from. No. Um, what do we got next? And this oh, Final Fantasy 16 is forty dollars. Ooh, you know yeah, what? Hey, if the homie Tati is listening to this, I listen to you. The intensive <laughs> voices won. Oh, the intrusive thoughts won. Um, <laughs> next up on Dead Shots, Amon Vellani uh was asked about the box office of the Marvels, and she gave a banger of a quote, and this is the quote. I don't want to focus on something that's not even in my control because what's the point? That's for Bob Iger. <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. I'm happy with the finished product and the people I care about enjoyed the film. End of quote. What's the uh, evidence? I do my work. I go home. I go home. <laughs> that's essentially what she said, man. Uh, I feel it, man. I feel like this every Friday. Like I said on Twitter. This game, you remember the episode of Abbott where um, Shorty from Glee had the uh, the slut tattoo or the bitch tattoo across her chest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and she gathered Miss Howard for basically trying to call her a single mama. Mm-hmm. Um, this this quote had the exact same energy, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, I love yo, a mom of I hope she's the future. I hope she is the one because she's the only young motherfucker in the MCU right now to be like, I want the title. I want. Yeah. She's the Seth Rollins of the shit right now in NXT. I think she has a good attitude about this whole uh, superhero thing. You know, she gives a fuck where she can, but she also knows when not to give a fuck. You know, I think honestly, out of all of them, like even Tom Holland, because Tom Holland's damn near thirty now. Um, no disrespect to people damn near thirty, because I'm getting there myself. Um, but like Amon Vellani has grown up firmly in the MCU age. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like she. Let me make sure I'm not miss quoting her age because I want to make sure I think she's only like 19 or some shit. She's 21. Yeah, right? makes sense, bro. Think about it. She, if she started oh nine. She yeah, she was born in August 2002. Right? Yeah. Think of like this, right? When she where her memory was actually forming her head. What fucking X-Men The Last Stand was coming out in the Dark Knight movies? Yeah, yeah. Like and then, it's crazy. She really grew up in this. Yeah, and by the time she was she was eight, 2010 the, when the MCU really started starting to pop, and then by the time she was coming to a teenager, the Avengers dropped? Come on, man. Yeah. She probably saw that shit for her 10th birthday. 
core memory. Yeah. Damn. Time is crazy. <laughs> you really right though. She really grew up in this. Yeah. Yeah. She she grew up during the fucking golden age of the MCU, man. So like, she has grown up firmly in the era of seeing exactly what the fuck this gives people for being in these movies. And she and being a kid herself, she's like, fuck, this got to do with me. Yeah. I'll with that being said, with that being said, I'm going to be the one who leads the shit though. Um, she's. <laughs> She's the most enthusiastic about it, honestly, because like the original big three out of all of them, you know, Chad passed away. Brie Larson, Brie Larson is sticking around, but she's not necessarily going to be the leader of this. And then the, the leader of the Young Avengers, Tom Holland said, if I'm doing this shit in five years, two years ago, it's going to be a problem. She's the only one loudly and claiming besides Anthony Mackie for horny purposes um, <laughs> to be like, yes, I'm cool with being in the MCU, but also I'm not going to take y'all shit just for being in here either. Yeah, I respect it. I respect it. Speaking from also also not taking somebody's shit, Chris Hemsworth is now back in talks with Marvel for Thor 5. One full week after Taika Waititi <laughs> was confirmed to not be returning for Thor 5. Say, get uh, this nigga away from my movie. <laughs> Taika Waititi put out some fucking statement. So uh, it's just like it's exhausting to work on, on those movies back to back over the last two and a half years. And that quote read like it was exhausting to work with Hemsworth back to back over the last two and a half years. Um, and that's hilarious. Man, how do you feel about it? I also seen Taika. Ty- now, Taika, I know it was fun to fuck up the MCU thing, but you don't want to beef with them Star Wars boys. Choose your battles wisely, my brother. <laughs> don't don't fuck with the people. Hey, no, 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 fuck with them people. I want I, that that will be the final stake in that motherfucker's coffin. <laughs> like, I know it's cool to you know do your thing with the MCU shit, but please. yo, the Star Tyker, Wars niggas is different, bro. Taika, please, I want you to. If you if, <laughs> yo, please um, let me tell you something. The kids who, who call John Boyega a nigga are grown up now, they got more advanced slurs for you. Please, right. I please. See, I, it's gonna get bad. He already talking shit about to them, you know. So it's gonna get rough. But, shit gonna um, be crazy. Shout that, that, worth, man. Hey, if if Tiger, if, if out of any people, if Tiger watching it comes with that, yeah, I ain't read a, a single page of the source material. Shit, them Star Wars fans gonna super kick his ass to Alderaan. Um, <laughs> 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 oh man, uh, yeah. Where do you see Thor five like being direction wise? Um, I think it's gonna have more have the tone of the first Thor movie. Just like I think it's gonna be a, a way more serious one eighty from what they did in um, Love and Thunder and Ragnarok. So it, I'm always down for that because I feel like Thor is kind of like it's just super misused in the MCU. Like I feel like the only time they used him right was Infinity War. Um, outside of that, man, he's just kind of been a weenie. So hopefully they can use them in the right way. You know, have them fuck up some shit, man. I'll say do like the latest run in the comics and have them go 1v1 with Galactus and shit. That would be so hard. Oh, um, yeah, like you said, Thor is Thor's a weird character in the MC. Like, even, fuck it. Thor is a weird character in the Marvel Universe period because he dies a lot. Um, but secondly, in in the comics universe, he his he his big step of himself in his own yeah. book. But the Avengers, he's just a regular ass brute. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But in the MCU, 
he's a regular ass brute in his own movies. Yeah, and then even and, in the comics, that he's used very weirdly. Like, um, depending on who's writing him, like the way Hickman used him was kind of perfect because like niggas were scared of Thor. Like, you know, like when Thor found out about the whole Tony and and um Tony and Steve he, beefing, he, he beat the shit up. out of him. Yo, he pulled up on them niggas so fast and was like, Y'all, I am not playing this bullshit with y'all again. <laughs> you fucked up the one you got the the one human I respect, Steve Rogers killed. Oh yeah, I gotta fuck you up, brother. Yo, he pulled up to Tony Stark and was like, Listen, I might I was gone. Ragnarok happened and so, and, and then y'all had civil war. Cool. I'm not dead no more. Yeah. If you ever try that shit again with me, I will take your motherfucking mechanical head off. And then, in the, in the Iron Man story, he was like, "I, ain't, I don't even write this nigga apology." Thor forgave me. What the hell <laughs> was that? Um, yeah, shout, shout to Matt Fraction. Um, actually, speaking of packed out and you know being regular, let's talk about Alan the Alien and Invincible season two, episode three. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to keep. I'm going to keep real with y'all. I didn't see the whole episode, but what I'm going to talk about is the things I knew what happened, which is Invincible. Possibly getting some pussy, um, and Alan the alien getting. How could I even? How could we even put this into words? Molly um, is a perfect word. Thank you, man. <laughs> um, he did. They did to him a more violent, brutal version of what Brock Lesnar did to Zach Gowan on SmackDown twenty years ago. <laughs> um, they. I'm not. Yeah, fuck it. Actually, I'm gonna say it just a little bit. They punched this motherfucker so hard, his one eye popped out of his head, but still attached somehow. Uh, mind you, this all happened in the vacuum of space, so like he's just everything just floating. You know what I mean? Right. Um, he hit. They hit him so hard, his eye popped out, but still attached. Took an arm, impaled the motherfucker, stomped him out, and I think like DDT'd his ass into a meteor or some shit, and somehow he's still alive, which is crazy. Um, but basically, the Viltrumites know of Mark Grayson's existence. And they are coming. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the the preview for episode four, brother? No, I have not. What happened? The preview is like, hey guys, we don't want to. They they tweeted this. We don't want to spoil anything, but so we're just gonna show you uh, something. And they just show Omni Man and Mark meeting up again, and Mark being pissed. So I guess we're getting round two of Omni Man versus Mark. So it's going down, brother. It's going. I down. think I saw a quote by I think. Um, Bob Kirkman, um, who said that I think episodes either four and eight or episode six and eight will be the wildest episodes of the season. Yeah. Um, so I assume if what you said, you know, Omni Man pulling up, where that's that's finally about to be true. Um, it will be funny to see if Marky even put a dent in Omni Man this time around. Um, but also, I think. Omni Man has come to make peace. Strangely enough, I once I again he's I, gonna show up to make peace, and Mark's like, "Nah, nigga." <laughs> yo, I'm, I'm. That's what I'm saying, yo. Like once again, I have not read the book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but from what they, from how they're talking about him in the clip with Alan, it seems like the motherfucker ain't go home. Um, yeah. and a wise man once said, "You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here." <laughs> um. So Omni Man dipped out and decided, you know what? Let me take my ass back home, man. What the fuck I'm going? Wait, <laughs> out there in these in these space streets for me. Um, 
some subjugation, some extra violence. I got that shit here at home. Um, I think it'll be wild to see if he like if he comes home, but like if like people know he's back, you know what I mean? Like he could just he could just super speed into the crib and nobody would fucking know anything about it. Uh, and like uh, what's my man's name? Who's like um, Fake Nick Fury, Waylon or some shit? Oh yeah, the <laughs> ball guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, balding dude like Joe Blazer. Um, <laughs> he like uh, I don't know. He does like him. Oh, <laughs> um, but if if he figures out like Omni Man's back on the back on the map, are they just going to automatically nuke this nigga in the middle of a sub suburb or something like that? Like, I want to see how the dynamic play plays out of you know someone who could you know commit a genocide just pulling back up like nothing fucking happened. Um. And the problem that they really can't kill this nigga if they tried. So uh, <laughs> I want to see that dichotomy play out a little bit. Um, what about you, Van? Before we move nah, on. No, nah, no, I agree 100%. <laughs> they, they definitely, I want to see how that plays out. I kind of want Mark to get his points back, man. Your dad sucks. You got to whip his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you got to beat his ass, bro. I think, I think they'll fight and Omni Man will let him win. Yeah. Cause he, he he violated last time, man. Yeah, the, the the same way Vader did Luke in Return of the Jedi, he gonna let him win. <laughs> Vader, yeah, Vader kind of stalled him out. Give him some grace, you know. He he was just trying to get the anger out of him. He was like, "Your sister," and then five minutes later, the fight was over. He knew what he yeah, was doing. Exactly. Um, but yeah, man, that was invincible for the week. Let's get into something slightly more important: Star Wars. Um. As you might have seen today, Dave Filoni has been named Chief Creative Officer of Lucasfilm. Um, Dave Filoni will now work directly with Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy to originate in... Oh, damn. Mello got pinned. um, To originate and shepherd the next generation of Star Wars movies and shows, meaning he has real power now. Um, Coincidentally, Mando Season 4 is also starting to ramp up. Um, Brendan Wayne, who would Basically plays the stand-in for Pedro Pascal's uh, Dinjard, um, along with a couple of other folks. Let me make sure I got their names on here. I don't. I'm sorry. Um, but Brendan Wayne has basically said that the work in season four is currently being ramped up, implying that the filming could begin at any point in the near future. Um, and Dave Filoni also went out of his way to confirm that all season four skip scripts have been finished. Um, and they also made sure to note that Pedro Pascal, who is the face of Dinjard, um, is often busy, so like he really p- pulls up to do his lines. Um, and he spends as much time in the set as he can, but like his career is blown the fuck up since the show has started. He's gonna be FaceTiming this <laughs> the lines at that point. <laughs> Nobody has more jobs than Pedro Pascal. And we will get more into Pedro Pascal later. Yep. Um, how do you feel about all of that, man? I think it's cool, man. I kind of seen this coming. Um, with just the response of all the Filoni, you know, directed and you know, ran shows. And also, I, I I really think Kathleen Kennedy have to look over her shoulder, man, because he's coming for her job. <laughs> like, I would be real with you. Like, absolutely. Let a few more of these shows be successful. Let that movie he's working on be successful. And I think he'll be sitting in the same chair she's in right now. So, um, shout out to Filoni. It's great to see a fan, somebody that's actual like a fan of this stuff, actually get a, a job higher up, making the decisions on the future of it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm happy for him, man. It's well deserved. Um. I think you hit the nail on the head. My, my, yo, uh, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy absolutely sees tweets 
um, absolutely sees what people say in interviews. Um, mm-hmm. The praise John Favreau regularly give this motherfucker wherever they talk about the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, the way every actor in the post Rise of Skywalker Star Wars world fucking gushes about Dave Filoni, yeah. actor, director, producer, the way they talk about him. Um, not to mention, Dave Filoni is the only person in the Star Wars ecosystem who has a positive relationship with Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Um, so if Dave Filoni might really be the one to shepherd Star Wars into a new era, like professionally and like creatively for the fans, because Kathleen Kennedy might be seeing the writing on the wall. She might she might not be knowing it right now, but she might be fucking around and grooming her successor. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really think she is. Um, yeah, just Filoni, he just knows what he's doing and he just respects the lore too, which I think is also important, especially in the a franchise where everything is connected. Respecting the lore is key, and I think he does that well. Um, not to mention he has John Favreau on his side, so he has someone to execute his vision to exactly how he wants it mm-hmm. when it does come to it. But also the man has the blessing of George Lucas. Yeah, like and he he, he well, he actually incorporates George Lucas, you know, which uh, Disney doesn't really like to do. Yeah. Um, so basically, if heir to the empire, when heir to the empire gets made, Kathleen Kennedy gonna have to gonna have to kiss the ring, bro. If they, she wants that movie to be successful, if she don't want that movie to be successful, that might be the one to kill her job. Um, but we will see in the very near future, in the next three to five years. Um, you ready to get into Aquaman? Yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, have you seen the new trailer? I have. I have. Um, how How do you feel about Manta snatching Junior? <laughs> I'm gonna be a real man. DC, they, yo, they're teasing this this kid getting killed, man. <laughs> they're teasing it. Don't don't pussy out. They, see they the gotta tweet. do it. They yo, they gotta do it. But also, I think this trailer has the same issue that um the first one had, and it's like it feels like two different tones <laughs> going on at the same time, you know. <laughs> It feels like a regular, you know, fun kid, not, not kid movie, but like family movie. Mm. But it's just Aquaman and his little kid. <laughs> as soon as that black man hits the screen, bro, destruction, violence, talking to the devil. You know, that's why I like to see my villains. So shout out to my boy Manta. Hey, man, job finish? Job not finish. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's wild how like there was only like two or three shots of Mira in the other trailer. And there was exactly zero in this one. Um, especially after that article came out, too. Yikes. Um, this is wild. We are we're really here. This is the the final, I don't know, nail in the coffin of the Snyderverse. This is the official last movie of the shit. It's been a hell of an era, hasn't it? Been? <laughs> hey man, it's <laughs> It's been something. I I don't know, man. Like it's been great. One day we'll do an episode where we just recap and talk about the whole era that was this this uh initial DC era from Man of Steel to this movie. But uh it's it's been a journey, I'll tell you that much. We're about to get into the, the final nail of the coffin in Aquaman the Last Kingdom, a buddy cap movie um about a newborn being captured that's not gonna feature his mama at all somehow. Um, I'm just December can't come soon enough. You want to get the Smallville watch? Oh, yeah, man, we're here. 
We got a lot of news for Superman Legacy this week. Um, yeah. Some rumors, some confirm, some confirmations, but uh, I'll get into the big rumor first. Something that has been long rumored. Brainiac is allegedly going to play the big bad in Superman Legacy. This is via viewer and non as well. Um, that's something that people have expected for a while. But then, as a resident Smallville expert and correspondent, how are you feeling about this? Um, this makes sense. I think um, Brainiac is a villain. He was the villain in All Star Superman too, so it also makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean Brainiac's a great villain. Um, I like to, me personally, I like to reserve Brainiac for like more Justice League kind of situations, but also I understand them using them here. So, yeah, it makes sense. Um. Yeah, I thought he would be like a more of a of a big era level villain, or not big era, but like big movie hero level villain. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like if your big, first big villain is going to be the fucking censor, then yeah, maybe Brainiac isn't big enough right now. Or this also knowing Brainiac, he don't die, so we can very yeah, well can see him in the future. Bring him back stronger, you know? Yeah. Um, let's talk about some castings though. Some definitive castings that happened over the weekend. Um. First off, Maria Gabriela de Faria um, has been cast as Angela Spica uh, slash the engineer in Superman Legacy. For those of you who don't know this woman, she also played Maria on Deadly Class a couple years ago. Um, And that's what I recognized her from. So yeah, Maria from Deadly Class is going to be in Superman Legacy, which I think is super cool. Um, In addition to all that, Sarah Sampaio um, is being cast as Eve slash Tess, uh, for those of you who watch Smallville, uh, but Eve Tesswalker and Superman Legacy as well, so Legend for Evil Ass Sister, um, slash Sister, depending on the adaptation. Uh, in addition, Skylar DeSondo, uh, who is in Righteous Gemstone, also in uh, Santa Clarita, Santa Clarita Diet, um, has been cast as Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal, um, first Superman Legacy. Um, if you've seen a any picture of like a red haired man with freckles, a white man, um, right. teenager despite being like 35. That's the man who got cast in this. Basically, the fan casting everybody wanted for this. Um, so I think that's super cool. But last and certainly not goddamn least, Nicholas Holt has been cast as Lex Luthor. There's a report that came out that Bradley Cooper was allegedly approached for the role. Don't know about that. But I think Nicholas Holt is a good casting with Van. What do you think, being our Smallville correspondent? I think all these castings, uh, these castings are spot on. I think all of them are really good castings, especially David as Lex Luthor. I feel bad for him; he just keeps missing out <laughs> on these uh, lead major roles. But him being Lex, honestly, I feel like his real calling. You know, um, I think he's a great actor. I think he's gonna knock it out the park. Um, I'm disappointed to see Jimmy Olsen because if there's any Superman lore character I hate, it's Jimmy Olsen. Uh, he's a professional dick rider. I'm not a fan of the character. Uh, <laughs> but um, I guess he has to be in the movie because he hasn't seen him so long. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, great cast is all around. Professional dick rider is hilarious. He's a professional nut hugger, man, and it bothers me. Wait, hold on. He, he, ain't he smashing live wire or some shit in the current um, action comics? That's kind of like sympathy coochie, man. <laughs> you trying to so, nigga damn coochie. You know? Wait, she's trying to say he getting the box like uh the man cookie was with 
when Magic Johnson was his first year in LA? Is that what you tried to say? It's exactly, bro. I can't give a Superman, so I'm gonna just mess with his little homie, you know. He's a weenie, though. I hate Jimmy Olsen. When he got popped in Man of Steel, I cheered. Oh my god. Oh, I think all these casts, like you said, are great. Spot on. There's like the James Gunn really doesn't pay attention to the internet. I do got to say that in, in a good way. Um, this movie's going to be good, man. Even David Corrin Sweat was out here um, showing off his muscles and shit. Um, how-, how much HGH you think they loading them up with right now? Yo, yes. Um, <laughs> he has LeBron's 2009 HGH plug Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Honestly, he probably, he probably called Cena and was like, hey, yo, whoop this nigga in your shape. But Cena was like, bro, I just had double arm surgery. So uh, that's just gonna have to wait. Um, but this is this this movie still being on time out of everything is crazy. It's insane, bro. How like it just felt kind of like lined up perfectly, man. But it lined up perfectly, man. I think they start start shooting in March or some shit like that. So they still got March, a little bit of time. We a hey, summer twenty twenty five is gonna be insane. Twenty twenty five itself is just gonna be like it's chaos. It's gonna be at the movies every other week. Every other goddamn week, yo. Um, before we get into Marvel shit, let's get into this week in comics. Then, what you been reading lately? Yo, I've really been j- enjoying the Hulk Girl comic that's coming out. She's gotten her own, you know, her own line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really good. She's teaming up with Batman. I think that's always cool when they uh team like uh you know lesser tier characters with like major characters, and it actually works chemistry wise. Um, Hulk Girl good book is really good. Um, what else I've been reading on the Superboy and the Legion of super, uh, Superheroes. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really a fan of the Legion. I still think they're kind of weenies, but it works out with um, John Kent. You know, I think it works out perfectly. Um, I still want a Legion ring because I think the ring concept is cool. You know, niggas haven't <laughs> thought they sets. They all got their, <laughs> got their ring on. <laughs> if it was some niggas, they would have some all have protects or something like that. <laughs> Sanders pose, you know. That would have been cool, but yeah. It's a galactic four horsemen. I feel you. Yeah, like yeah. Like, <laughs> who's our name? Is it? Oh, I think it's I think it's cool. Lightning light. But no, nah, I, I I've been reading that. I think that's cool. I think Flashbooks has been really good because yo, Wally West definitely better than Barry Allen. Sorry, the, the, the best Flash though. <laughs> I'm the, trying to let niggas know, Bill. Not sorry. even the be- not even just the best Flash. He has been restored as the greatest Flash. Yeah, yeah. canonically, you know what I mean. Uh, but also, uh, Green Lantern, man. Green Lantern books. I, I've been saying it for months. They're doing a really good job with that. Hal Jordan and I are at peace. We're no longer <laughs> warring with Hal Jordan. It's still John Stewart Hive. Do not get me wrong. And they're doing a great job with John Stewart in the book. Actually, he has a really like. Um, Really thought out and you know care for a storyline, um, but yeah, Green Lantern books are good again. Um, Action Comics is always good. Uh, I think they're doing a good job with that. Batman, I'm a little bit yeah. Uh, the Gotham War thing was kind of like a fart in the night. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, Detective is always good. But like, yeah, I wasn't really feeling. I'm not really feeling the Gotham War thing. Um, I, kinda, I feel like they kind of oversold it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. That's pretty much what I got on the DC side of things. Uh, what about you? Um, I've been spending the last couple of weeks catching up on some Batman, some Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's hilarious as shit that 
Nightwing like got kidnapped by his ex, like you know, like Nightwing does all the time. Um, found out she was a pirate, decided to dress in the most Jack Sparrow ass outfit known to man. And Shorty was like, You do realize I I I packed regular ass clothes for you, right? Like there's a hoodie nah, in, in sweatpants in the closet. You could have just yeah. put that on. And he was like, nah, I'm, if I'm gonna be a pirate, I'm gonna be a pirate. Um and I love that Tom Taylor is, is taking it back to the essence of yes, this is Dick Grayson, uh, a spoken for man, definitely going on another adventure with one of his mysterious ass exits. Um, <laughs> surely nothing is going to, and it's the one who held him down when he didn't know who the fuck he was. Yeah, so surely yeah. he's not going to beat her guts while while he's gone, right? Who he right. left? Who he left? Uh, he left Barbara for he left for Barbara. So. And Barbara left, didn't want Left for Barbara and left Barbara for both yeah, ti- yeah. both sides. She's like Starfire, just you know, without the powers, but still black. Yeah. Um I I think that's hilarious. Um on Gotham more because I'm finally caught up now. Um yeah, I agree. Uh it seemed to be a big a big play to get Catwoman like off the board temporarily or like out yeah. of Gotham temporarily. Um, to further basically drive like this whole Zeranoff story, which I think is not bad in itself, like basically helping five drive Bruce further into isolation. Um, into like because he's out here living like matches Malone full time. Uh, absolutely, um, absolutely. Um, and I thought, yeah, that was just the way to get Calvin off the board. And I wish they we could have done some shit like simpler than that than um than like Vandal Savage buying Wayne Manor or some shit like that to um, try to push the story forward. Like I feel like. They made it too complicated for the sake of making it too complicated. Um, like Gotham War had a really decent premise, um, which is like, what if we only target crime to the really, really, really obscenely rich motherfuckers? And Bruce had a trauma response, but by the end of the story, he was like, "Yeah, you know what? This wasn't a bad idea." Um, but even that, like, it's like Civil War, kind of in the sense that um, when Bucky gets introduced, the fucking accords don't fucking matter anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Once Vandal Savage became the guy introduced, the the whole philosophical debate about crime and shit doesn't didn't fucking matter anymore. Right. Um, and it became some real comic book shit. Like, I I, I, I kind of like the introspective story that we were getting, right. um, especially when the when the the major story is introspective in itself, um, basically questioning Batman's method and morals, um, and basically like giving him a way to like directly confront Zerna. But like that didn't happen. He retreated further into himself. Um, and if the next story was Joker anyway, I don't really see the need of having Vandal Savage there to like get Catwoman off the board where you could just have Joker do that shit. Yeah. Um, and would have made life a lot more easier and like made this a self-contained story without like doing too much. But yeah, yeah a really rare miss in the in the DC uh new frontier age, I guess, uh, or post dark crisis age, because like you said, dog, all yo, all of the books have been hitting lately. Yeah, um, pretty good, you know. Nightwing is good. Uh, I call from Batman and Robin. That is also very good. Um, World's Finest is some is some really World's Finest is like if Mark Way spent a weekend binging Brave and the Bold and was like, yo, what if we made a fucking Batman and Robin show just like that and just yeah. throw in Superman because we're fun? And someone was like, bro, do you? Do you think you would get the budget for that? He was like, "Bitch, I'm Mark Wade. Of course I can." <laughs> um, I got classics. 
<laughs> uh, I gotta say, Ron V's Detective Comics has only gotten better since I last time I, yeah, I tapped yeah. in. Um, the art is beautiful. This motherfucker can draw too, um, which I did not know. Um, which we even asked him about that. And he was like, oh, I'll do it sometime. Yeah, yeah I, I, know <laughs> I can. Like, don't be <laughs> for us, bro. Yeah, don't be Shout out to Rob V. But uh, World's Finest Teen Titans was funny. Um, they finally shamed Dick Grayson to giving up his identity to the squad. Shout out to them. Um, I'm also caught up with X-Men Red. I think it's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious that Storm is fighting a civil war right now and basically winning that shit solo. Um, X-Men Red, like, there's not really even a, a concrete team most of the time because, like, members have died and joined and got merged and some X-Men shit has happened. The whole book has really just been like a convoluted way to give Storm a solo book, which it shouldn't have taken all this to give Storm a solo book. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, why don't you have to go about this roundabout way just to get Storm a book? I don't think anybody would be like, why are they doing this, you know? This could have been Storm, Queen of Morocco, and, like, nothing... If you change the title, nothing would have changed about this book. Yeah. It, it, whatever. I, I digress. Um, but I haven't tapped into Predator, Predator versus Wolverine, but that is something I am looking into. Um, I'm, a, I'm, like, one issue into Immortal Thor. I really want to be caught up with that, but I did uh, manage to cap up on Salina Ahmed's Daredevil which I like the way they're doing this. I, I really like the way they're doing this. I do think like him getting his memory back could have been drawn out just a little bit longer, though. Like ju- yeah. just, a, just a little bit longer. It took 20 issues for Bruce Wayne's memory to come back in the Snyder run. All right, man, I'm going to ask for 20. I might even ask him for the 25 it took the child's memory to come back in the end of the Coats run. Well, can, we, yeah, for real. can we at least could have got a, a nice six, a good opening arc? For his, until his memory came back, you know what I mean. I'm not asking for some Rick Grayson shit, but like Father Matthew, I would have, I would have fucked with that a little bit more had he just been like, you know, not not insomniac, amnesiac. You know what I mean? I, I thought that did it for half an issue, bro. I'm yeah, I was like, dog, this is like some, this is some Thor level shit they just did with Daredevil. Like, mm-hmm. you killed him off, revived him the same. It wasn't even a whole summer. He got revived like three weeks later. And instantly he's back whooping ass after everybody hasn't even really properly mourned the motherfucker. Nope. Like helping the kids, donating his time to the church. You know what I mean? Like for comparison, like I hate to say, like to put directly Scott Snyder's run of Batman directly against this, but like when Batman didn't have his fucking memories after Endgame, oh Argentina scored. Um. When Batman didn't have his memories after Endgame, like Damien and Dick and Selena and and uh, Barbara, everybody came and visited this motherfucker, and they all got to say like their little goodbyes or whatever. And then some time passed where they had to operate without the motherfucker, like had to get regularly used to not be able to call him for advice, all that shit, right? Uh-huh. Electra had roughly six weeks, yeah, if that, six weeks. Without Matt Murdock being on the planet, and even from that time, Matt Murdock managed to come back to life, get four kids, and become a priest. <laughs> nigga was handing out turkeys like Nino Brown. Did the nigga? Did he even die? Real shit. Yeah, I don't even know if he did. Like, don't even I feel, feel like it. <laughs> you know, like this run is cool. And I think it's gonna be great, but like, I feel like him being revived so so early. Oh. Uh, Kind of lessens like Chip Darsky's the end of his run a little bit now, 
Uh, Cause I was some real epic shit. Yeah, I was real dramatic. This nigga, yeah. this nigga went to hell, bro. <laughs> Yo, he went to hell and boxed like Chief Demon one and two. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. Like you, you got to give a little bit more weight to that, and it feels like Marvel's not giving the weight to that. But also, do they not have faith in Electra just being Daredevil for a while? I don't think they did. To be honest, I think that might be part of it too. That's, that's I mean, they what... did that for a, a while. She got the you know the run for a while, so I don't know if they wanted to immediately go back to that. You know, like, I mean, which I get. On the on the same token of of them being afraid to give Storm a solo book, Electra's a household name, and you just made her the second and only second Daredevil. Like, there's not there's not a, this is not a mantle that's been passed. Most like there hasn't been like four Daredevils. Right. There's been four Captain Americas. But there ain't been four Daredevils. There's been five or six Spider-Men, but there ain't been no damn four, five or six Daredevils. Daredevil finally got someone to pass the mantle, and y'all didn't even have faith in her for more than 20 issues. You know what else is funny, too? Like, when this nigga Matt went to jail as Daredevil, not as Matt Murdock. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Him wearing the mask with the orange jumpsuit? Fucking hilarious. Yo, that, that shit was funny. And the whole time he was in jail, they were like, yo, you're in jail in a mass, my nigga. You are not going to stay here for long. Um, but also, this is just once again shows how Marvel editorial is out of touch. Jonathan Hickman's out here doing statements about how the next wrinkle to Adam Spider-Man is a fucking family. Um, and Marvel editorial is out here saying, yo, we don't have faith in women leading books that's not named Captain Marvel. Right. Oh, I know what I had to talk to you about. Yo, I'm not going to spoil this book because it comes out in like maybe like two weeks. But I did read uh, Spider-Man, made Spider-Man 39, which is the start of gang war. Uh-huh. Um, these niggas is liars. That shit is not not all that. Um, Damn. The, the end of the book is him teaming up with another vill- a villain. I won't say who. So I'm going to spoil it. But you guys are like, really, is it, nigga? Is it Dr. Ock? No, it's not Doc Ock. It's not it's- Goblin? You think it's too high on the totem pole of Spider-Man villains? Oh, we going low? Is it like Beetle or some shit? <laughs> it's gonna be some like, like really, nigga? Like all this build up of niggas fighting and this is team up? Okay, don't tell me it's gonna be Boomerang or some shit, my nigga. I'm, I'm nah, gonna be blue. not that low, not that low, but low, <laughs> not that low, <laughs> <laughs> not that low below, man. But you definitely, I would say check it out just for you know, it's a pretty uh, they are getting the shaking on there, you know, niggas just throwing hands, but like. The big uh, hoopla at the end of the first issue was had me like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> this nigga Luke Cage out here wearing bunk suits. Uh, <laughs> it makes me feel better. That's what 50,000 Spider-Man fans say bi- bi-weekly a month. Yeah. Um, Luke, if, if this all this is just a spinoff of Luke Cage book, I'm going to be very pissed because Luke Cage is probably the corniest black character that can never be. Um, he's, he's the only black girl to never get off a of fit. <laughs> you know what I mean? His claim to fame is having hoes. Okay, every superhero got hoes. Uh, he's just corny, man. He's the mayor, but he got on these uh Bruce Bruce common view ass suits. I'm not feeling it, man. <laughs> Put some respect on his DL. He really fits, man. Yo, DL might be sla- uh, stepping on uh Luke Cage, man. He's some bad suits. He, he look like Bunk. He dressed like Bunk from the wire. <laughs> But yeah, man. So uh, <laughs> read Gang War at your own cost. If it's ass, uh, I try to warn you. So yeah, that's my review. Listen, man i I have reintroduced piracy in my life, um, and I still won't read Amazing Spider Man. <laughs> um, 
I got no not kind words to say about that. I'm not gonna waste any of my breath on that goddamn godforsaken book. CB Sabosky, you will pay for your crimes one day. <laughs> you should watch it. You should really read it though. I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts, to be honest. It's gonna it's gonna sound like me watching Marcus Rashford get a fucking red card versus against uh Copenhagen. I'm oh, yeah, I'm going to yell crazy. the ex- the exact same way I did. Um yeah, man, but Black Panther by Eve Ewing, really fucking good. Really good. And he in I love Eve Ewing because she figured out a way to take T'Challa out of the Golden City and put him in his own fucking Gotham. Um, and <laughs> not o- yo, not only yo, not only that, she gave him a Catwoman. Yo, yeah, exactly gave him a Catwoman. And Shuri is his fucking Alfred. Like, all right, my only uh, beef with the Eve Ewing Black Panther book is like, come on, nigga, it's a child. Niggas know they love him, man. Just put him back in power as king. Come on, son. Why is he on the run? This is a child, nigga. Because a coup was being attempted in, in the fucking Golden City. That's why. By by Namor and shit. That's why. And robot niggas. And robot niggas. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we we know this is this is what it is, but I like this Black Flair at the run. I like it already better than John Ridley shit. Because whatever the oh, fuck he, he was cooking. He, he was not cooking. I am so glad. I am so glad. They took the pin away from that man. Oh, yeah, he let me down with that one. He let all of us down. Shout out to Eve Ewing for restoring the feeling of Black Panther. Um, shout out to Al Ewing for restoring the feeling on Thor. Um, him having to fight bigger gods or like the giant gods, um, like basically the guys of the world, this shit is hilarious. Um, we're gonna find out if Thor is still big step or not. Um, I haven't his t- own team too. <laughs> The, the 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 I love the whole time Storm is in the issue with the immortal Thors. Is she was like, "Yo, you realize like I am a god in myself, right? Like I yeah. really don't need this shit." And Thor was like, "Yo, my nigga, just hear me out. Like I, I like I know we don't vibe often, but just hear me out. I, I have I ever led you to show." She was like, "Yes, nigga." The Avengers versus X Men conflict. He was like, "Fair, but hear me out." King in um, black. He almost got a kill. That was pretty. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. It's, it's it's fun so far, um, and you know, I always fall for Alex Ross cover. So, um, you ready to get into some Marvel film news? Yeah, let's do it. We have a couple things back to back to back. Um, first off, let's go into the Spider Verse, right? Um, there's a rumor, and this is by Daniel RPK, which is a reputable source, the same man who broke the story we'll be talking about in a little bit. Um, the Sony Cinematic Universe, the Sony Spider Cinematic Universe. Um, it's set to be folded into the MCU in Spider-Man 4 with Tom Holland. Um, this means this will be one movie, Spider-Man 4, will serve as the culmination of the Mayor Fist saga that is going to be coming through Echo and Daredevil Born again, while also merging the Sony and Marvel Cinematic Universes. Dan, how do you feel about this? Yo, Sony, man, I know you niggas got the rights, but keep that shit far away, man. I don't want to see Morbius in this motherfucker. I don't want to see Craven. I don't even want to see Tom Hardy as Venom in this motherfucker, man. Why are we doing this? This is stupid. Um, Yeah, you're not cooking. Whatever they think they're cooking, they're not, man. It's really oodles and noodles, and they're fucking at it, you know? Yeah, um, oh, for them. I I just want one regular Spider-Man movie, dog. Um, 
I just I just want one Spider-Man movie where he stays in New York, where he deals with a villain being broke. Um, we find y'all finally positioned him in the in the narrative in a way where he has no community, he has no homies, he has literally started from the bottom, has to go get his GED to hopefully get into college. Um and the motherfucker can't even do that. We have to always go into like some big multiversal, like giant set piece ass movie. And that's um, what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's not some multiversal shit, man. Like enough. You did your thing with No Way Home. You got it. You did it. You know what I mean? But I don't need to keep revisiting the multiverse with Spider-Man. You know, let's see the multiverse through other niggas' perspectives, you know? But like Spider-Man, enough. I hate that Spider like every Spider-Man movie is used as like a big set piece or a big like phase ending thing or phase starting thing for the MCU. Like, can we just have a Spider-Man movie be a Spider-Man movie? Yeah. We all we only just got half of one in No Way Home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um we just want all I want is a Spider-Man movie to be a can I get a Spider-Man movie. And you know what else they're gonna you know how they're gonna connect this X? <laughs> That Madam Web. Web. <laughs> Let's talk about Madam Web. Um, we saw the trailer. Um, we saw Dakota Johnson as Madam Web, not like in in full outfit, but in full outfits we did see Sydney Sweeney, um, Celeste O'Connor, and Isabella uh, Merced. Uh, huh? Huh? Uh, shout out uh, Sydney Sweeney. Yeah. Um, as all the respective Spider Women. Um, also, for now, Isabella Merced is also going to be Hot Girl in Superman Legacy next year. Yep. Uh, or in 2025. But with all that being said, Van, how'd you feel about the trailer? <laughs> I'm gonna be real, bro. This trailer looks like dog shit. <laughs> this movie's gonna be ass, man. But once again, Sydney Sweeney, Spider-Woman suit. You got my money, Sony. But this movie's <sighs> gonna be ass. It's gonna be it looks really bad, like Morbius level bad. I was I was really confused watching the trailer until they said Ezekiel, and I was like, oh never mind, this shit makes sense. Um, but also the spider suit they gave Ezekiel is looks really weird. Like it looks like Owl Man. It looks like it looks like if someone took the Spider Man twenty ninety nine suit, but like bought it from Walmart, and then tried to like put some cool shit over it to mo- not make it like a regular ass bodysuit. Um, you know what it looks like? It looks like I don't know if you ever watched the show fucking Beetleborgs. You like the I know exactly what you're talking about. You like the villain niggas in that, bro. <laughs> What the fuck? Um, I honestly, I'm, I'm truly, I think it would have been really funny to see like this this barefoot white man just beat ass, um, like he is in the comics. I think that would have been fucking hilarious, honestly and truly. But I ain't got the same sense of humor as apparently as Sony Brass. Um, I thought all the live actresses looked really good. Sydney Sweeney's looked really good. Um, and just generally that fit is. It's just the black symbiote suit, like yeah, that's it. With like some new facial uh, distinctions, because you know, right away, wear the mask the same as Peter. Um, besides that, it's the same suit, and, and so inherently, the suit is hard. Yeah. Um, all the suits look really good. I w- I really want to see the action of this movie, honestly and truly. Um, there's a rumor that um, I forgot the man's name who was playing. Uh, Dakota Johnson's not like partner, but like uh, paramedic partner in the movie. Uh, I think is it Adam Scott? I believe so. Yeah, it's Adam Scott. If you the brother from Step Brothers, if you if y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, but Adam Scott is set to be um, is allegedly rumored to be. Oh damn, Emilio Martinez got hurt. 
Um, it's likely said to be Ben, Uncle Ben. Um, and I don't really give a shit about that, honestly. I'm here for shenanigans. First of all, I'm not paying for a practical. Absolutely not. Absolutely um, not. but all the Spider Women look really good, and on the very least of that, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm willing to light on this one. You better than me, brother. This looks like ass. Like story looks boring. It's a lot going on in it. A lot of nothing going on in it. Sounds like an MCU movie. Um, but on steroids, though. <laughs> you know what I mean. So but, actually, um, I want to. I want to ask you about something about the Sony Spider movies. So like, yeah. whenever one of these get announced, there is so much vitriol. Whenever one of these get announced or a trailer comes out, like what are they doing? These motherf- like get these motherfuckers off the stop letting them cook. You know what I mean? Um, and yes, I gotta say, Morbius is really fucking bad, and I will never watch that movie. Um, but with that being said, the MCU has literally been putting out a, a, a who's who of the worst superhero movies of all time recently, and it's not just for me to like make the MCU the straw man here. But like, how is it that the MCU can put out like such consistent, low quality shit, right? And then a studio does the exact same thing, despite them being the same studio who gave us Into the Spider Verse and Across the Spider Verse and the Venom movies, which we and you don't like, right? But the movies made a lot of fucking money. I think the reason why I think Marvel is just better at making trailers. I don't like any of the Sony trailers. None of the trailers are good to me. For some whatever reason, you know. Um, I think Marvel's just good at making initial trailers, bro. <laughs> and it's always the promise of like, oh man, it's gonna be more coming in the next one, guys. I think that's what you know why people give it some leeway. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. The Sony movies the Sony movies is very weird because it's very like either hot and cold, like either it's across the spider-verse or it's like a Morbius, or it's like a you know, a Venom One. I thought Venom One was all right. You know, it's a, it's a it was a movie, but then you then you got this dog shit they gave us, you know. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see, man. Um, but once again, Sydney Sweeney, Spider Man suit, I'm there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, speaking of something, hundred percent. Avengers: King Dynasty has a hundred percent lost its director, Destin Daniel Crichton. Um, while he still remains committed to Marvel and his personal projects around the the studio. Um, he will not be on Avengers King Dynasty. This is following news that uh, allegedly Jeff Loveness has lost the, the head writer gig um, on K- King Dynasty as well, which I always thought them doing like a split director and writer for each of those movies was a little bit weird, but that's besides the point. Um, with that all being said, I also want to add this to this, right? Marvel is allegedly still, this is also via Daniel RPK. Marvel is still allegedly still committed to the Kang storyline, um, but there's another rumor out that's not from Daniel RPK, and I want to see if you think this is right because this might actually explain a lot. Um, Jonathan Majors might have a clause in his contract stating that only he can play Kang in any variant of him in the MCU, um, and that would explain them not getting rid of this motherfucker. Um, but then, how do you feel about this? If that's a, if that's a, actually the clause in his contract, he's probably one of the smartest motherfuckers ever. <laughs> unfortunately, because Kang is such a, a a major character and what they're trying to do going forward. Like, 
I hit like we heard the rumors them trying to pivot to Doom allegedly, supposedly. But also, I don't see that happen given in how Loki went. You know, it's kind of hard to you know untie this motherfucker to this role, especially if he has that clause now. It's it's really it would be dumb if they agreed to that. You know, uh, but I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, as far as them losing the writers and the directors of it, I could have told you that was coming, brother. Uh, I think he, I think the other guy he was working on Shang Chi, and he's Shang Chi, yeah, yeah Shang Chi. He's gonna do the second one, which is once again, why are we doing Shang Chi too? But whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they go from here, man. As far as like uh, bringing in another set of. Uh, writers and directors, it's like, bro, this is like your second round, third round. Of well, these, it, you know, it sounds like um, the Secret Wars people are just going to be directing and writing both movies at this point, honestly and truly, which I think makes more sense. But like, why didn't you think about it like two years ago? Yeah, especially if you when you've done it before with the Russos and with Infinity War and Endgame. And I will say, for you know, however we feel about Endgame, I will say having the same people write and direct it did also like uh give us a sense of continuity tonally mm-hmm. i think that really helped the movie so maybe it'll help this uh help them write it It'd probably be easier to write it at this point too you know I, I it should be easier to write and it should be easier to direct as well if you have basically oh shit red card oh um, <laughs> heritage <laughs> oh but it should be easier to write and to write it should be able to just make the movie period from this and like Unless it's foggy by basically trying to simplify it and get it out of his own fucking way, this is a good move. But also, it shouldn't have taken all this to see, like, maybe you should have if these movies are coming out back to back anyway. Maybe you should have the same people doing the fucking yeah. movie, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, but not to beat a bit dead horse, let's go ahead and move on to the actual main event of the week. Yeah. Um, something that you have been waiting on for I want to say three years at this point or four years mm-hmm. at this point. While director Matt Shackman is currently in pre-production on Fantastic Four in England, Pedro Pascal is in talks to play Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic. And this is, all once again, via the man of the week, Daniel RPK. Um, and he's in talks to play Mr. Fantastic. But the main problem that multiple studios or multiple sites have, have reported being The Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, Variety. Um, the main problem is Pedro Pascal has a very busy career at the moment. Um, over the next, just I just want to give you the the next project over just the next year, maybe eighteen months. Gladiator two, Zach Krieger's weapons, The Last of Us, Mando season four, which we talked about earlier, and at least one Star Wars movie. Because best believe if Heir to the Empire happens, the Mandalorian is going to be in it. This is not saying if. Like Mando not get, get his own movie because we haven't got that super confirmed yet. Right. Um, but I will say with the caveat being that the last of us season two, he ain't gotta be in a lot of that. Um <laughs> if he gets past the first episode, I'll be surprised. It'll be real with y'all. Um I can see them doing like flashbacks and shit like throughout the rest of the season. But like I don't, I don't see him like being in the show as much as he was in season I, one. Beyond, beyond, just I think he's gonna do. I think they're gonna drag this out. He'll be, he'll probably be in the whole season, bro. They were doing the two parts. I think so. That would be crazy as hell. Um, but like, yeah, he dies one hour into the second game. How much I can you know. drag that out? They're gonna drag it out, bro. It's gonna be so much in between. 
in like the final two episodes till the incident happened. That that would be that would be crazy. Yeah. Um, but with all that being said, right? Pedro Pascal is booked and busy. Um, and they have to work. And even the reports, they all said it should work, but they they don't they're not necessarily sure his schedule is going to work around all this. Um, and in addition to all the Pedro shit, um, casting has not been officially confirmed for Pedro, though some journalists or some outlets did report it as like him being cast as the as Mr. Fantastic. Um, but as of right now, the leaker community has basically agreed on four people for the role of the Fantastic Four. Pedro Pascal is Mr. Fantastic, Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, which we heard about before. Um, allegedly, Emma Stone was seriously considered for Vanessa or for Sue Storm, um, but Marvel couldn't afford her with they broke asses. Um, Joseph Quinn for Johnny Storm slash the Human Torch, and Ebon Moss Bacharach, cousin from The Bear, um, as the Thing slash Ben Grimm. So then, with all that being said, how do you feel about this? First off, I want to say uh, it's been a long time coming, X. You know, uh, as a the one Fantastic Four fan out there, you know, it's been a battle. It's been a battle. Um, for us to get Pedro Pascal possibly as Reed Richards, um, first I want to say this motherfucker don't look like Reed at all. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 can't even like, I can't even fake it. Right? <laughs> but I first. My first scene, I was like, huh, really, nigga? This nigga? But, um, you know, I think his acting ability can make up for that gap. Uh, but I really was like, huh? Honestly, but, uh, can, I, can I give you my very first thought when I saw the news, right? I was uh-huh. like, he's entirely too smiley to play Reed Richards, yo. Yeah, bro. Like, I, I get it. He can be very stoic, you know, at times and shit like that. But, like, you know, this ain't Reed. Nigga, he don't look like Reed, but nigga's a great actor, so I'm sure he can make it work in his own way. Oh, um, but nigga, like, how's he gonna make this work? Like, just scheduling wise, like, I know they're gonna. Well, Last of Us, I know that's like a the first season was like a five month, six month shooting process. You know. Yeah. Um. So shit, that already books out the first half of your year. How many episodes were in the first Last of Us season? Six. Oh nah, it had to be like 10? 9, 10? It was, it was a pretty it was a pretty hardy show. Like I know it was like episodes, nine episodes. Yeah, like nine episodes. So so six months divide that shit. That's like what four weeks at least per or at least three weeks per episode? Yeah, and it well I will say they probably won't be shooting in um as many different locales as they did in the first season. Mm-hmm. So that, they might be able to shoot more like just on a set, like a set set, like you know what I mean? So that makes work. That makes sense. But also you have to shoot Gladiator, which you were supposed to shoot last year. Last summer. Yeah, and the only reason they didn't is because of the strikes. Because of the strike, and you know, that involves Denzel, so that's gonna I'm sure that's gonna take a while and the costuming and all that. It's a lot that's gonna go into that. So they had to they have to shoot that whole movie. Like they didn't, they didn't start yeah, shooting didn't Gladiator. Start they didn't like, they didn't stop in the middle of it. They have to shoot that whole movie. That whole movie, man. So the earliest I can see the shooting is like late next year. Like, and even then, it's just like it's gonna be you know cutting it close. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited for him if he's able to do the do the role. I think he'll be able to do it. Um, more importantly, I think whoever they cast is Doom. 
has to play off him really well. It's kind of I'm kind of upset that they wasted um Oscar Isaac on Moon Knight because I feel like he would have been a great doom to play off his best friend Pedro Pascal. Hundred percent, you know. But um, that's whatever. Um, I think the additional cast and stuff. I mean, they sound about right. I think cousin that's Ben Grimm is fucking hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be weird because he's gonna be tall and lanky. As regular form, and then he's Ben's gonna be short and stocky as Ben, which is a lot. Yeah, that's just gonna be funny. It's gonna <laughs> is he gonna look like Gumby or some shit when he's when he's thinged up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, whatever. I think he, I think his only options is to like either bulk up or like they're just gonna change the way Ben Grin looks. You know what I mean? He looks like he built like Kevin Durant. He might just he might not be able to pack muscle. <laughs> Cousin being a slim reaper is crazy. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, I think it's very is uh. They got, that might be a little funny there. Uh-oh. But I think, you know, I think it's heading in a good direction. Once again, until I see these motherfuckers on set shooting, actually shooting, shooting it, I won't believe anything when it comes to this movie. Um, We just got a live update on Night of the Old Republic. And the update is that the remake is still being worked on. Quote, can't say whether the remake will ever actually come out. But yes, two people from Saber Interactive tell me they're still on working on it. Um, it's two niggas actually working on it. It's them two niggas. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we might get a nice little Republic remake in some capacity somehow. Um, but back to this Fantastic Four news. I I don't know if I don't know if this is a thing, but I'm gonna say this, right? Mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal has entirely too much charisma to play Reed Richards. <laughs> uh, what a problem to have. I, exactly, right? That's crazy. Like <laughs> He he's he has too much charisma. The man's slightly too personable, right? Um, like the way uh, the way um, is it Owen or uh, Eon uh, Gruffa played him in um, the original Fantastic Four movies? Like he was a charismatic dork, but he ain't know he was charismatic. You know what I mean? Um, and like he he his his riz, as the kids say, build up. Riz. Yeah, unspoken riz. Like he ain't he ain't really know he had it until like you know what I'm saying he was him. And you really see that in the second movie where he was like, bitch, I'm, do you see who I'm married to? And she can turn invisible. Um, like, I, I think that the way he played him was like really not per- not perfect because like, I'm not sure there's always like any perfect in- incarnation of a character. But he played Brie Richards really well, the most personal version I've ever seen in any fucking and he adaptation. Also looks like him, that which helps, you know. Also, super looked like him. Pedro yeah. Pascal will like, he'll just have to cut his hair to like to get the shit right or to, to make the hair look right. But like, the man is just one. He's brown. Um, that's something that just pe- a lot of people won't like, which I think is fine. Like, I'm cool with Reed Richards not being white for once. I thought they were gonna do uh, black Reed. To be honest with you, I'm surprised they didn't. Honestly, and truly, Washington, looking at you, <laughs> he's probably mad punching the air when he saw the casting news. Um, but I don't want to say he can't do it, but like Pedro Pascal is just not ex- not exactly no, no, nothing who I had pictured for for Mister Fantastic. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and I don't know if Pedro Pascal can really do quiet. Um, cause like even at Mando, like he doesn't talk much, but you command the screen when you do, you know what I mean? And Game same, of Thrones. Same thing with Joel too. Yeah. In Game of Thrones, like he, he plays like his niche, like character right now is like not the dad, but like soft-spoken badass, you know what I mean? Like from Oberyn, um, to Mandalorian, to Joel and the Last of Us, he's soft-spoken badass. 
Reed Richards is a dork, and I mean yeah. that in the nicest way possible. But he he's not he's not a he's a, he's not a he's not a badass by any by any stretch of the word, bro. The most heroic thing I've ever seen him do is take a bullet for Sue during Civil War. Um, and not to say he's not capable of heroism and nothing like that because he's a fucking superhero. He has to be, but he's not. He's not like he's not like Pedro Pascal. I would honestly say if I had to cast Pedro Pascal as any one of these four, I would have made him Human Torch. Or yeah, I could say as Ben Grimm too. He would yo. He would have killed it as the thing. Yeah, he would have been even cool as Ben. He would have yo. He would have still pulled shorties in full thing makeup if he walked down New York like walked down the street in New York right now. Yeah, man. That's how much character charisma Pedro Pascal has. You know what I mean? Um. So him playing Reed Richards is going to be weird. That means Reed Richards is going to talk a lot. I ain't going to be used to that. Yeah, talking of Reed is weird. Um, I, the way I've always kind of interpreted Reed Richards' character, like the version I kind of like is like just the man cursed with knowledge. <laughs> like like he knows like too much. Like he's like cursed with, you know what I mean, the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah, uh, like, like, re- like to that point, remember the um, – Remember the Illuminati comic? I think it was... I don't even remember if this was before Civil War or after. Um, but you remember the comic where Richard basically said, like, yo, like, we, we're all, like, powerful enough in our respective fields of what we do. Like, we're not, like, really human anymore. We're, we're, yeah. we're damn near gods. And mind you, this is a rich white man with superpowers. The most real-world impact, no matter what he does, could pay, is pay somebody's rent. And he thinks he's too unrelatable to regular people. So he considers himself a god. Yeah. That's Reed Richards, yo. Reed Reed Richards is the man that Doom hated him so much that Reed continued to be uh, dead because he's seen all the good Dooms in the world. He felt like if I came back, this would take away all this good work this man has done because he (laughs) hates me so much. You know what I mean? So I'm going to continue to be uh, dead, quote unquote. I'm going to go back to rebuild the universe. I'm going to let him wild out in all his good intentions. I will kill his mood in three years. Uh, <laughs> Mind you, this nigga Doom was like curing diseases, uh, feeding the homeless, you know, like, all kind of shit, you know. And the moment Reed Richards returned, all that shit all came that shit to an end. Window. All that humanitarian <laughs> shit went out the window. Doom didn't love the kids no more. Yeah, he uh, ice cream, like a uh, <laughs> big worm. My money, fat boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, final thoughts on Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic and the Fantastic Four as of right now. I think he's gonna be good. I think more importantly, like I've always said, who you cast as Doom is the key. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, imagine Major pa- Pedro Pascal. That'll be that'll be crazy. With that being said, though, yo, Marvel, it's been four fucking years, yo. Can y'all put an official casting out, please? Push the goddamn button. This movie set to start filming next, like early next year, yo. Y'all gonna have to announce some fucking castings very, very soon. Mm-hmm. We got news that this shit was supposed to be announced as soon as the strike was over. The strike been over for two weeks, bro. Yeah, three- it, it was fake announcing it uh, before the strike. Hey, hey, they they had every pump fake going during the strike. Yo, make a fucking announcement. Just one. I don't give a fuck if you just announced Cousin as the thing. He's low-key the most important one of the group anyway. He's the heart. Like, you got, just announce fucking something. We are getting, yo, we have a full Superman cast. 
We don't got no fucking Fantastic Forecast yet. We got reports and rumors. <laughs> two man cast is confirmed. The niggas are shooting the two butts. I could have went back to college by the time this shit happened. And I and I would have finished my degree before we got a fucking fantastic forecasting, yo. A Sign. single one. Sign. Shit is crazy. Kevin Feige, you make a goddamn decision. That's all I got to say about Fantastic Four for the week. Let's get into the soapbox. <laughs> soapbox this week. I want you niggas to go rewatch. Fantastic Four 2, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Great <laughs> movie until they show Galactus. Or don't show Galactus, if you feel me. Um, yeah, go rewatch this, man. Jessica Alba? <laughs> Fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her is Sue Storm? A Woodcaster. A Woodcaster. On that same token, the the like 2007 Fantastic Four series that Aaron Tsunabi, go watch that. That shit is actually hard. Yeah. Um, that was part of the golden age of Marvel animation. And I gotta go on the dark web to find all that shit now. But I think it's on Disney Plus for those of you who, who do have Disney Plus still. So go check that out as well if you want some good Fantastic Four content. There you go. Just like that. Actually, got anything you want to tell the people? Um, of course. The Lookout had their anime NYC edition this past oh, week. Oh, yeah. Um, so y'all really need to go check that out. Um, they also had the voice of Ash, the original voice of Ash, on the lookout this well as well this week. So go check that out. Um, make sure to tap into Subs Lie, Dubs Lie. Make sure to tap into the A show this week because uh, I hear voices in my head, and two of them are J five. Um, <laughs> and we don't, they're gonna be talking about us. Uh, Randy Orton return. I'm not gonna beat around the bush like Cody Rhodes and the shit. Randy Orton's coming back. Y'all, y'all gonna talk about that in the A show. Go tap into the War Report. Go tap into the Rewriters Room. Um, go tap into the black print. Go tap into Ugly Radio with Rob. Tap into BLT. Uh, make sure to tap into our Patreon, man. Patreon backslash the Black Variant RNC. Um, make sure to follow us at Black Variant RNC and rate, subscribe to the channel as well. Um, and podcast fees and all of our podcast fees across the RNC network. Um, anything else we need to leave to the people before we get out of here? Sidebar: When you mentioned when he mentioned the legacy, I was well, I was thinking about DiBiase, son. But then I realized <laughs> he's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Free Palestine, we out. <laughs> <laughs>